0: Here's a question, John, uh, from Shannon, newbie to the group, and I'm really enjoying it. I was wondering if anyone had any advice on owning units that do short-stay accommodation. Due to our location, we are opting to send our kids to boarding school rather than split the family unit to educate the kids at high school. My idea is to buy a unit so that we can use it when travelling to the coast to see them as a base, but also to have it available for short-term renting when we aren't using it thinking about using the on-site management. We own rental houses, but I've never purchased a unit before or done the short stay thing. So I'd love any tips, advice, feedback if you have before I purchase.
1: Yes. So Shannon, first part of it is there's a really strong chance here where we're mixing emotion with our wealth creation by saying we're buying a unit for the kids to go to
0: School. Well I think it's just for them to visit the kids isn't it and while yeah, they're not yeah
1: essentially but yeah. like we're we're sort of saying the same thing in the sense yes. that would we buy there in mm. that location if our kids weren't going to school there and we have these sort of conversations all the time and again there's no right or wrong but what I would say is does the location and the type of property stack up for wealth creation and how important is that for you in relation to just buying a unit and just non-emotionally saying, well, look, I, I couldn't care less if we don't make any money from this. It's just somewhere where we can stay and mm. rent it out every other time. Mm. If that's the part of it, that there's a strong element that says, why not just hire a, a cabin or something when you go to stay there or a unit or something, Airbnb yourself, instead of having ownership and running costs and dealing with Airbnbs and everything else, right? Now, you might have already thrashed that through, Shannon decided, yep, thought of all that and I'm, I'm cool with actually buying a unit here and I know that houses generally uh, perform better than units and I've done my research on this location and I, I don't mind it going forward. I'm just going to buy this unit. The Airbnb aspect of it is, well, we it we, sounds as though we're going to have a mortgage or some type of mortgage, so we do need some income coming through. Generally, we we Airbnb it at the most, at the highest times of the year, the peak periods, which are school holidays. Are you going to be there in non-school holidays or school holidays? Well, I reckon in this scenario, because the kids are at
0: high school, the kids would probably go back home to the country, not to right. the coast. So, so it, it could stack up.
1: It's going to work in their favour by staying there in term and renting it out in the peak seasons or the peak periods, mm. which may be your Easter's, your Christmas and, and and school holidays around. So if it's a coastal town, which sounds like it is, there's generally some appeal for Airbnb in, in coastal towns in school holiday times. So the tips are make it Airbnb ready, make it attractive to anyone who wants to stay take good photos and have good airbnb managers who you can rely on and you don't have to be in the weeds of getting phone calls at midnight on a monday night because the hot water system's not working or something
0: Well, they said that there's on-site management that they could use, Mm. but I'd probably just caution a lot of um, body corporates and Stratas now, they're not blanketly or blanketly or whatever, saying with a blanket that you can't do Airbnb, quote unquote. But what they do is they put in the bylaws that there can't be any short-term stays, which could be uh, two nights or less, yes, Yes. three nights or less. So you just have to check that. My comments on this and – I actually wanted to put this question in as uh, for my own benefit to ask John something. (laughs) Um, You've got to look at it two ways. Like John said, is this a venture to invest and grow wealth for the future or is it a luxury? Now, when we look at investing and building wealth for the future, we want to remove the emotion, John. We want to... You know, I was just writing this morning in the investment book that's coming out this year that uh, cognitive bias things like, oh, I've always banked with this bank and they've got a great app and I'm going to buy shares in this bank because it's good. Well, you might have picked the wrong bank. You know, mm. you could have just put your money invested in the other bank over there and just enjoyed using this bank and you would have done a lot better financially. So what you need to work out, if it is an investment plan, we need to grow wealth, awesome. If it is a, we've got excess money, we can afford this. It's probably a bit more of a luxury. Well, we're not really worried. Like we might get some cost recovery from some rental, but this isn't a a big time equity play. It gets really harder when you're trying to merge the luxury and the investment play because that's when the dumb things happen. So what I would say is, do you need the money? Most people do. Oh, well, I've heard of people that have millions of dollars that, you know, have holiday homes that are empty. I was in a house on Sydney Harbour at the end of last year, looking at the Harbour Bridge at Kirribilli, okay? Owned by a very famous Australian. I was there on the balcony. Friends were staying there. They use it once a year for the fireworks. Mm. It's worth $15 million. Throughout the year, they don't generate any income from it. It's a luxury, right? Yep. So... What I would say is maybe have a clarity call with John because it could actually stack up with you not needing it in peak season. It might. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods